jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Like sands through the hourglass, bitch! <gasps> Here we are again, Gaylords of Darkness. Unmasked and unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Oh. We're, we're broadcasting live from Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No masks on top, no masks on bottom. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. We're oh my God. S- spreading our viral load. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. No, thank you. I'm Wear sorry. your masks, people. I don't care how many vaccines you have. Wear your mask, please. Thank I you. I got seven of them, and I have just as many masks to match. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well. Do you, you have, uh, I know that this is usually when Stacy complains about things. That's the new name for the upfront business. But Anthony, <laughs> don't you, you surely, I know you should have some upfront business this week. Uh, I do? You should. I should? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going through my head and I'm like, I, I haven't made an egg. I did eat an egg. <laughs> No, no other egg-related upfront business you have? Egg-related upfront business? Egg-related upfront business? Egg-related upfront business? Listeners, I sent Anthony a picture of my eggs. <laughs> no, that is not a euphemism. You're welcome. Thank you. I thought maybe you'd want to tell the people about it, but I guess it doesn't mean anything to you. That's okay. (gasps) (laughs) How could I forget? How could I forget when I have this stunning picture in front of me? (laughs) That is captioned. It's captioned Egg Master with a... (laughs) Painting nails emoji. There's a painting nails emoji, everyone. We are live on the scene from my DMs with one Stacy Jane Ponder. My face is so hot right now. And all her crimped hair glory. <laughs> Stacy goes on to say, that is the only time I will send a food picture. <laughs> It's true. But I talked about my eggs being photo worthy, so lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) Stacy, I do have to give you these look delicious. These look like you you know those oh my mouth is actually watering now. (laughs) Fuck you, what have you done? This is this looks really good. I guess I didn't look at it this up close before. It does look really good. Thank you. Um You've got you've got a nice kind of what is this pilaf med, pilaf rice medley underneath the egg? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a wild rice blend, of course. A wild rice blend. You have some. Uh, I'm assuming those are green onions or chives. Sure are. Oh man. Um, 
Oh, and they sunny side up. Look at them. They're nicely crispy and fried. And the, the salt and pepper combo looks delicious. And the yolk is, you have never seen a more orangey yolk. Thank you. Um, this, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an A plus for appetizing quality in terms of looks. And also the plating is really quite lovely for <laughs> being something that you didn't post online and just sent to me with an emoji of painting <laughs> your nails. That's how I always <laughs> plate my eggs. This is my preferred egg Really? Dish. You go all out. Sure do. You go all out. They're very nicely plated. This is, listen, I know, like, peanut butter toast, Stacey, is a thing of the past, okay. <laughs> All right. What happened to my peanut butter toast, girl? She's gone! <laughs> She's gone, Mom! <laughs> I grew up! <laughs> girl, no. you'll be an egg lady soon. <laughs> I hope so. Sitting in my crib. Uh... <laughs> My literal crib. Yeah, not the MTV kind. Not the MTV. Yeah, literal crib. Uh, yeah, this is my preferred way of eating these eggs. These are not just eggs on a plate, thank you. No. I mean, technically they are eggs on a plate. See, no, but this is, I appreciate that, like, you are, you are modeling, uh, mm-hmm, you are modeling self-care. You are going all out to plate these eggs for yourself. Uh, regardless of, you know, the fact that nobody else but you is going to see them, but you're going to see them. So you're saying, I need to treat myself to the green onion, to the wild rice medley, to the the beautifully balanced. They are balanced in the center. They're the center piece. It almost makes a (laughs) smiley face, actually. And this is really quite impressive. You know, I I applaud you. I balance food on a paper plate before it falls into my mouth or a paper towel, actually. Before it falls into my mouth, so... Can't do that with rice and eggs. You know, I've tried. And it's, uh, it's tricky. It's tricky. Turns out you can't do it. Wild rice blend. Sunny side up eggs with a little salt and pepper on them. Okay. Green onion. Soy sauce. Sesame oil. Sesame seeds. You're welcome. Oh. Oh, that's the sesame oil. That's what, that's what added that crispy brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm just now seeing this. I'm sorry, Stacey. I'm not done talking about your eggs. I am just now. This just in, everyone. We are zooming in live in the scene. I Can you add a helicopter to sound effect to the back of this? We are zooming in live in the scene. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Police Academy. <laughs> Moon Buell is farting outside of the helicopter. That is a Mom Moo reference. The... <laughs> <laughs> these, these sesame seeds are beautifully clinging to the 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 moist outer layer of the yolk. <laughs> I appreciate all. Of, I'm sure the listeners don't appreciate all of this, but I certainly do. I appreciate the recognition. Listen, if you can, I hope this means as much to you as that Rondo award that someone else got. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is um that Rondo. <laughs> I hope that woman's picture is still bringing everybody joy. It's bringing me joy. Her still. meme will outlive you, I feel, at this oh, point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I was thinking about it earlier today, actually. Uh, because how can I not be thinking about it? But between her and Briefcase Woman and all of this, it's like, pretty soon, I think I will be able to have my own remake of that movie, Identity. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And in every room of the motel, there's like another one of my personae. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you walk into you walk into the lobby, and there's um bellhop Columbo. <laughs> uh, and then you turn you turn the hall, and there's there's cr- crimped ponder dolezal. <laughs> And then you turn down the next doorway, there's the briefcase woman. Ugh. I mean. Blacey's in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to the Blacey in the mirror. Yeah, you are. I'm asking her to change her ways. (laughs) Um... Yeah. 15 years from now, there will be a, a string of murders, and, and you'll have to investigate, <laughs> and it will, it will all lead you back to the patient X, and you're, <laughs> you're interviewing yourself in the asylum. I can't wait. This is how exciting. Yeah. yeah, how yeah. I'll still be wearing my mask. You Thank will, you. and your glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> my glass eye, my trench coat. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, I other I had no. That's the thing. The reason why I said, "Don't you have upfront business?" I had none. This has been a very quiet week around Stately, my half of Stately Gaylord's Manor. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and yet, this is maybe the fourth episode in a row that's opened I... with an egg update <laughs> about your eggs, even though it was my upfront <laughs> that you assigned me. Life will find a way. Let it go, Stacey. No, I mean, this is, where else could the egg discussion go? Next week, no eggs, right? Like, I've, oh. I've, we've, we've all seen my evolution. Look, here's the thing, four episodes in a row, sure, but where was I four episodes ago? Me, no, can cook egg. Look at me now, <laughs> sending pictures and giving out recipes. <laughs> With those confident emojis. <laughs> I love that emoji. It's a great emoji. It's one of the it best really emojis. Is. It is. Um, are you going to branch out past Sunny Side Up? I'm enjoying them so much. Let me tell you, this the dish with the that I described earlier. I need mm-hmm. no other egg dish. I'm good for now. Wow, it's that fucking delicious. Wow. The brown crispy also is not from the sesame oil. That is from the butter in the pan. Oh, that's the butter. That makes sense. That when makes it's sense. when after you have placed the eggs atop the rice, then you add the onion, the sesame seeds, the sesame seed oil, and the soy sauce. Mm. And then you mix it all up, and it's incredible. Wait, oh, do you do that? Do you mm-hmm. do the do you and you spin it all together like in the, the mm-hmm. anime gif? Yep. Oh, fuck, how many mouth is seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling no, you, you. You know, anime food is the most delicious food on the planet, mm-hmm. vis- visually. Mm-hmm. And the, all those gift sets. I mean, back when back when people used to, have to use Tumblr when there was porn on there still. And you would stumble on the gift set of all the food and like all the Miyazaki films. Mm-hmm. And there's always that part where they take the chopsticks and they swirl up the egg with everything. And that's just like, oh my god, I can't talk right now. I'm telling you. But no. It's an experience. I never understood. Like, why make it all nice and neat if I'm just going to mix it all up and then eat it? But it's that moment. You see this beautiful thing, and then you mix it up and eat it, and it's delicious. And it's... Oh. <sighs> Stacy, this is truly inspirational. That's a very um, almost zen, meditative, uh, 
loving practice for yourself. I really mean that. <laughs> take the time. Go slow. Take the time that you need. You know, keep keep the mask on as long as you need and let that egg sit there before you mix it in and then you, jo you joyfully savor it. Exactly. You're an example to us all. <laughs> I've always said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks, thanks. <clears throat> now uh, I want some eggs. I need a nice runny egg to mix in with anything to eat. Oh, it sounds so good. Egg Lords of Darkness. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> We're not talking about horror movies anymore. We are just talking about eggs. Just so, talking about eggs. I hope the three people who were like, I can listen to you talk about eggs a lot. Well, guess what? <laughs> Freemium content. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you know what? I learned today. Huh. Maybe I'm the last one to learn this information. Maybe you knew that there's a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the horizon. No, I heard this. Yeah, that they're doing, and it's it's. I think it's similarly called like all the others, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, it's a fall. It's it's another sequel to the first movie. They're yeah, saying. there's a character in it named Sally Hardesty. What? And it's it's that. not it's not uh, archival footage. It's a new actress. Obviously. What? Yeah. Also, Alice Krieg is in it. Oh, oh, what? Okay, when I read about this, I read about this, like, months ago, and all they had said was that they were doing it, and then they 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 said, they, the headline was like, reveals Leatherface's new name, and it's like, Wilbur or something, and they, the article pointed out that, you know, Leatherface's name is different in every single one of the films. <laughs> but um, but they did not tell me Alice Krieg was in it. Alice Krieg is in it, and uh, Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade is in it. What? And then all the other characters from the original film are archival footage, except for Sally. Was there someone credited as being Sally? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alice Krieg is not coming back to play Sally Hardesty. No, 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 no. Because that would be my dream, is that I mean, even though this movie's probably going to be terrible, say they tried to go the way of Halloween bangs the first one, mm -hmm. and Alice Krieg is Sally doing her mannequin gauntlet, mm. <laughs> and then she goes back for the family. I don't know. It didn't have any kind of a synopsis or anything. It literally just said, like, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Again. we'll see. I mean, I would we'll see, see it for Alice Krieg, but, like, I, you can't trust cast lists anymore either. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. I love Alice Krieg. She's, she's brilliant. She's great in everything she does. The first one is such, is one of my favorites and is so perfect that it just seems like, what are we doing, people? I know, I know. It's such a glorious, sad, beautiful movie. Yeah, and, um, scary. And none of none of the others were. <laughs> no, no, it should have stopped. But then again, you have uh, Exorcist Three. You have Psycho Two. Whereas yeah. the originals could have stood by themselves, and yet here are these sequels that are fantastic. So maybe yeah. someday we'll get the Texas Chainsaw sequel that's fantastic. I know people enjoy Part Two. Not for me, thank you. I guess my I guess my question though was like do, do we need the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel? But then uh, that same question could also apply to Psycho Two and The Exorcist Three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the, yeah, the, the, the originals point. the originals should have just been one and done. But here we got these fantastic sequels. So 
I still think about Exorcist 3 on like a daily basis since we watched it. Hmm. I scream about it. I love that movie. movie. I'm so glad. Our friends had an outdoor baby shower, a socially distanced outdoor baby shower. And we hadn't seen them in two years, so we went. And I ended up screaming at everybody about Exorcist (laughs) 3 at the baby shower. I love Exorcist 3. We'll see what happens, huh? Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe by then they'll release the Children of the Corn remake as well. Hmm. Wow, everything's coming up, Anthony. Everything's coming up, Anthony. Yeah! I got a new Nikki album. I got... Lana's releasing a new album in, like, July. I mean, it probably won't be another year, but she said July. Mama Moo! I heard... Mama Moo's coming back, baby. They're coming back for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe the times are a-changing. Maybe. Maybe. Put your mask on, though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put your mask on. Well, but again, these are future films, future things... We live in the now, by which I mean, what do I mean? I don't know. We've, We're talk- we've been we've been trapped in the now for several months. <laughs> I know a year and several months now. Uh, but today we are talking about a little movie that has quite a storied history on this show. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're talking about a 2015 masterpiece of a horror film. Horror. Horror seems strong. Masterpiece of a film. Knock, knock. Knock. Fucking knock. By Eli Roth, everyone. Yeah. Listen, okay. I had a knock, knock journey. Yeah, you did. I had a knock, knock journey that was documented, I believe, in past episodes. I don't remember when. Don't ask me when. Uh, but I said, this Lorenza is, oh, oh, she's lezzing out. Okay. (laughs) Eli Roth's ex-wife. All right. This is, look, it's, it's a victory every time a woman ends up with a woman. I will say this blanket statement, period. It's a victory. However, when a woman gets a divorce from a dumb, dumb dude, bro, like Eli Roth and ends up with a woman, this is just another level of victory. This is like... Put her on a pedestal, okay? That achievement unlocked. It's it's George W. Bush on that on that uh, boat ship. With, yeah, the boat with the sign that says "Mission Accomplished." Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So uh, I learned of learned of her storied history, and I said she's very attractive. I have to see every movie she's in, <laughs> and the next thing you know. I'm uh, about to watch Knock Knock, and I realize that it's only a little bit more to just purchase the movie digitally than to rent the movie digitally. And so I bought it, and I said, I can't believe I bought an Eli Roth movie called Knock Knock. And then I watched Knock Knock, and I said, I don't want to watch anything besides Knock Knock ever again. (laughs) Listen, it's kinder. It's a kinder life that way. Knock Knock is perfect. (laughs) Knock Knock is perfect can you believe also side note it doesn't take a woman getting with a woman it takes you seeing a woman and wondering if she's gay well that's that's (laughs) step one look at how k-pop happens and but just like that thank god it did thank god for the crimperson herself and her gaydar for getting us bringing us these beacons of perfect queens 
and their brilliance. Thank you. K-pop, Mama Moo, Genesis, and Belle, aka Lorenza Izzo and Ana de Armas in this amazing Colleen Camp produced film. <laughs> you know, my mask never comes off and my gay goggles never come off. I am always looking looking for the homos you're doing the work i do the work you're 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 trying to find out what homos are buried under that fountain in that backyard (laughs) (laughs) my glass eyes see all yes both my (laughs) eyes are glass and they can still see everything (laughs) yeah because knock knock i mean i was like anthony please watch knock knock it's perfect and I said, are you sure? <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Did this, I'm trying to reconstruct because your Lorenzo is, Lorenzo Izzo, Eli Roth journey. Mm. Did we, because now this is the second Eli Roth film we have handled on this show. Sure is. Uh, we did do The Green Inferno, a movie that I said I would never, ever watch. <laughs> I had no interest until I saw who was in it, Lorenzo Izzo, and I said, well, now I have to see it. I almost bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> I remember I had to talk you down from the ledge on the phone. You had to talk me down from that. This is how attractive I find this woman, is that I almost bought the Blu-ray, but I didn't. It's a very bad movie. But I also had cannibal fever at the time. But it also has, like, people getting eaten while, meanwhile, other people are getting stoned, while, meanwhile, people are getting having diarrhea and then doing, like, frat boy laughs at it. So it's kind of amazing, even though it's awful. It, it's a little bit of the Rumpelstiltskin effect that in the yeah. you know in my memory this time next year, if it exists, the planet you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll be saying I want to watch the Green Inferno again. It was so good. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, it's gonna. You'll buy the next shout release of it or whatever. Yeah, when they come out with their Lorenza Izzo box set. Yeah, yeah, Lorenza is a Blu-ray box set yeah. with the lithographs. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick them up. Why not? I already have Knock Knock on Blu-ray. This is how much I love Knock Knock, is that I did oh. buy it digitally and said, this is a masterpiece, and also she looks amazing, P.S., and this is a masterpiece, and I bought the Blu-ray afterwards. So. I support that. I bought I bought uh, the Blu-ray of this as well mm-hmm. after I saw it. I rented it, and I said, oh, God, I don't, well, sometimes Stacy just has, you know, sometimes <laughs> she just happens, and you just go along with it. And so we sat down and watched it and fell in love. And I had to immediately order it as I loved it. Have a, has anyone ever put it so succinctly? Has anyone ever stated my purpose or function? Sometimes Stacey just happens. It's true. <laughs> you have to go along with it. It's true. <laughs> just go, just go along with it. She'll calm down. No, and you can, it's literally like Jason and I will look at each other and we're like, wait, but this doesn't chart this we can't track this <laughs> like this is this is not in the this is not in the rule book get out the trading cards no this isn't part of the game how does this work <laughs> she hates eli roth she hates yeah. new things how does this work <laughs> she loves knock knock she loves knock knock well the movie about the the evil women yeah and then you watch the movie mm-hmm uh yeah i mean the green inferno feels like an eli roth movie with the 
Dude Bros in the Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is its alternate title. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's the name of uh, of the retrospective <laughs> about him, right? Dude Bros and Diarrhea, the Eli Roth story. <laughs> Uh, but Knock Knock has touches of Eli Roth in some of the dialogue, but it doesn't overall feel like an Eli Roth film to me. And I just can't believe, I just can't believe this movie actually exists and that it came from Eli Roth. It's like, well, well, we'll get to it. Also, let's just put it out there. This is not our first time doing an episode on knock knock there is this isn't our first knock knock rodeo yeah uh much like the famous lost horror film london after midnight there is now a a lost gay lords episode about knock knock yeah like last summer or something we recorded that right Mm -hmm. we recorded it and before between the time when we recorded and we're going to publish a whole Twitter brouhaha about Eli Roth started up. Mm-hmm. That he's a jerk. You know, yeah. whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's like the timing was bad for us, but also we didn't, or not to speak for you, Anthony, but I don't think we wanted to like get into all of that because it was coming off of the heels also of like the Joe Bob brouhaha. And we did an episode dedicated to that. And we were like, I'm just not in the space right now where I feel the need to dedicate an entire episode to this issue and what's going on. Well, yeah. And I think also it's, you know, we love this movie regardless of the fact that it's an Eli Roth film. I mean, that just seems like a bizarre accident. Mm -hmm. We love We love this movie because of the incredible fucking women and what they do in it. We don't want to spend the time. We don't want to dedicate the time that we could dedicate to Perfect Queens to some dude. Right. Because, yeah, Eli Roth has the least bearing on this film, even though it's his movie purportedly it's a movie that 100 percent got away from him yeah yeah somehow for the better right and it also the timing was bad also in that this movie is probably like you've got promising young woman you've got what they said halloween h4o was gonna be all of these incredible like me too feminist movies blah 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 whereas the real movie that's tackling that is fucking knock knock is that fucking isn't it interesting stacy and i mean this i'm not joking isn't it interesting that worldwide we privilege it almost seems like we privilege white feminist um outlooks on this movement and the me too movement uh if it it gets called me too entertainment uh we're privileging the white feminist output versus i mean this is these are chilean actresses playing chilean queens um it, it it reminds me of watching jason and i are currently watching we were way late to the game but we we're watching i may destroy you by michaela cole mm. uh which also you know was snubbed every award every major award or nomination and yet promising young woman won a fucking oscar mm-hmm. by the woman that set up killing eve so that villanelle villanelle ends up in a fucking clown suit at one point yeah <laughs> it's Come on, Knock Knock is actually hitting on some really heavy shit and doing it in a fun way. It doesn't have to be fun, but 
it lets these women experience joy even with all the bullshit they've been through. Uh, just a correction that Ana de Armas, I believe, is Cuban. Ana de Armas is Cuban, but you know what? Lorenza is Chilean. <laughs> Thank yes, you for calling is. me in. Yeah, but the point is we have two Latina actresses at the forefront yeah. of this. One of whom is heavily accented. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's clearly not the story of white women. Your point still stands. I just wanted to. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Your point still stands. It's true. I mean, that's the thing is no one really talks about this movie in those terms. And it's like, this is this movie is exactly what I want this kind of movie to be. Where yeah. you where you feel satisfied. I feel completely satisfied. Because, OK, here's another thing. We need to place this and we need to situate this in time. This is 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's biz- fucking bizarre to say it predates this style of entertainment. Um, this style of artful commentary critique, whatever you want to call it, which I can't believe I'm even using those terms anywhere near an Eli Roth film. Uh, (laughs) but, but, um, this is 2015. This is also based on a movie from the seventies called Death Game, which starred Colleen Camp. And And Sandra Locke. And Sandra fucking Locke. And in our last episode, um, our, our lost episode of Knock Knock, we did it, we addressed both films. Yes. Ultimately, Death Game, while the performances by those by the women in it are great, and it's a very it's it it's almost scene for scene, except for some you know, and it's a lot grimier of a movie, and it's a more the filmmaking is more misogynist. Um, the women are incredible, but also that film has that awful seventies misogynist downer ending where these women you know come into this guy's life, cause all this chaos, torture him, torment him. And then at the end, they get away, and then they get hit by a fucking van or a bus or something. An animal control van. Yeah. Just barrels down the road and just slams into them, and they're yeah. dead. And the women have been vanquished. Mm-hmm. Which is also, oh, kind of similar to how Promising Young Woman ends, but, I mean, by different means. Yeah. it's Death Game very much fits into what we've talked about in several episodes recently, which is that cautionary tale for men. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, be careful who you stick your dick in, fellas, because they might be cuckoo crazy. They right? might be an incredible actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, but the women are made to pay the price in that film. And he is yeah. just the wronged party. Look, look at what this poor man had to go through. Look what he all he did was have sex with them and cheat on his wife. That's all he did. He just wanted a. He just wanted to to to. He just wanted some strange. <laughs> the fuck! God, God. The fuck! Yeah. And somehow, that movie. I just I cannot believe this update is that like the movie points out all of those tropes, especially like as in real life those kind of men, but also sort of the male characters that are like that are mm-hmm. satirized in this and made fun of. <laughs> to the point that these queens are laughing at them through the whole movie, like fucking harpies. Yeah. They are, they are, what, which, which was the claymation, um, Harryhausen with the harpies, Argonauts? No. It's uh, the Argonauts. Clash of Science, Argonauts. Um, the harpies that are just, they keep coming in and scream cackling at that guy and taking his food and just like, that is Genesis and Bell. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then for the end of the movie to reward them for this. It's like, this movie is... uh, 2015 feels so recent, but also it feels like it's a century away, basically. But Knock Knock is ahead of its time. 2015 is also kind of the dawning of the feminist horror film. I mean, this new wave of feminist horror, like The Witch, you know? Um, Yeah. 2015 was really when that kind of really got into gears and, and mainstream... At least, not mainstream, but larger run indie films began to become aware of this and and feel empowered to give out these messages yes um and i fucking love that colleen camp was in death game with sandra Locke and then brought this to eli roth yeah and said hey i would like to remake we should remake this film she serves as a producer on this um yes colleen camp is a producer uh sandra Locke is listed as an executive producer yes and that could just be a nice tea, who knows? But um, I love seeing her name up there and that she is given that tribute regardless of her actual involvement with the film. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she's a fucking queen who I feel like it was our lost episode that I went into it in big detail. You did. Um, you did. And we touched on it briefly, like like one sentence in um, Let's Play Misty for me. Yeah, I, I mean, essentially, Sandra Locke had her her career completely destroyed by Clint Eastwood. When they went through an acrimonious breakup, uh, she was blacklisted, she was gaslit, she was lied to, um, all of this. And a promising career as a writer, as a director, mm-hmm. and as an actress was just completely destroyed by him. Yep. And so to see her name in the credits of this, I feel like it it really makes me happy. And especially to see her name with a movie like this, which is kind of, you know, not only does it sort of right the wrongs that were done to her character and Colleen Camp's character in Death Game, it's also a reckoning for shitty men. Hell yeah! And so it's especially poignant to have her given such a prominent role behind the scenes of this film. Her name in those credits is your plate of eggs smiling back at you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you have a way with words, my friend. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I write the Hallmark cards. <laughs> no, but it's you're absolutely, absolutely correct. And and I think uh, something else that this movie does is it it plays with this idea of like the good guy. Um, and even though, even though America's sweetheart, Keanu Reeves, who plays the good guy in this film, Evan, uh, he's supposed to be the good guy. I think he can't act, even though he can't act. (laughs) We all love Keanu regardless, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that you take Keanu Reeves, who is, we all, I think, just kind of intrinsically, culturally see as a very good person... Yes. And someone that someone that culturally I think means a lot to this generation. I think like him and Winona Ryder are kind of equals, right? You know, in love and admiration culturally and that's that certain time and place in the world that they came from. Yes. To have him even if he can't say all the lines right or any of that <laughs> to have him play this guy and to watch his unraveling where it's it's not about it's I, someone i think a shitty dude could look at this movie and could see two women show up seduce a man um and then run him through hell and then torture him and oh look what's happening to this poor guy just like what happened in death game mm-hmm. 
But to take this and to to play with your expectations by having him be Keanu Reeves and to have him be a good guy, and then to see his how what they do actually isn't unraveling him; it's exposing his inherent shittiness. Yes. To the point where he's screaming, "You crazy fucking bitches!" at them, and he has that he has that monologue when he's tied to the chair and he's just screaming at them and going off. And it it's no different than any one of those. Oh well, I'm I'm being attacked by these women. There is a well, who was the fucking color color on a space director? Richard Stanley, right? That came out and said, you know, there is a witch hunt after me, and you're trying to destroy my career. That's Keanu Reeves in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a fragile fucking dude who can't deal with a reckoning. Yeah, his his monologue when he's tied up is so self aware. On the part of Eli Roth and the other script writers, like, it's just, because it is that, what was I supposed to do? You seduced me. I'm a good person. You're the bad people. What did you do to me? And it's just, Mm -hmm. but as an audience, we don't buy it. We see through it. And also, like, on top of that, if, if that came out of nowhere, that would be one thing. But the hints are there through the entire film. Yeah. Early on, before his family leaves for the beach. Yes! Uh, you know, and he's complaining that he hasn't had sex in three weeks, even though his wife has an art exhibition, and she's taking care of their kids, and she's like, I'm really busy. Sorry, we'll have sex when I get home. Uh, but he has an injured shoulder. How did he injure his shoulder? By being nice to a young woman and helping her with her bags at the baggage claim. He was just being nice. And she kind of, his wife kind of, you know, lovingly calls him out, but in like a jokey way where she's like, oh, you were flirting with her, weren't you? And he kind of gets fragile over that. Yeah. And then later when he's telling Genesis and Belle about his wife and how they met, and it's like, oh, I was 29 and she was 20. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the hints are all there plus he's just he's an architect but he used to be a dj you know and it's just like he's the cool architect he smokes weed and listens to kiss and it's just like oh my god <laughs> this movie is a complete self-aware send-up of these shitty male characters that we've been handed who are supposed to be the hero of the story they're supposed to be clint eastwood and play misty for me who can treat women yeah. however they want to treat women sleep with them and then dump them at the door and that's the end of it and how dare she say anything yeah and live in a stupid house <laughs> yeah. i don't understand how this movie happened stacy i, I genuinely <laughs> i genuinely do not understand i'm i don't understand i don't understand like <laughs> I, I, I try so hard um, because, yeah, Eli Roth. Eli, is Eli Roth a filmmaker? <laughs> like, I, I, I have seen several Eli. I've seen both The Hostels. I've seen this. I've seen Green Inferno. I think that's it. But the guy doesn't know. He has no clue what natural human interaction looks or sounds like. He has no subtlety. No subtlety. His approach to, to scripting is... Uh, the script in this, I don't know how it works because it shouldn't, but the way the actors deliver the lines makes the corny dialogue work and actually makes it powerful sometimes, especially in the case of when it's spoken by Genesis and Belle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's that question. There's Nicholas Lopez, the co-producer on this film, who, you know, Eli Roth and Nicholas Lopez kind of had this Chilewood vision where they were making all these Hollywood horror films, but out of Chile. And uh, Nicholas Lopez, like, he's actually a piece of shit, too. And multiple act- women and supermodels and actors, I think, came out and accused him of, um, you know, spoke out about his bullying and sexual harassment. And, like, he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, how... How and I just look at the the holy trinity. I mean, I Sandra's there too. The holy quad quadricity. <laughs> Sandra Locke, Colleen Camp, Lorenza Izzo, and Ana de Armas. I think they made this film into what it is. At the least, uh, whether they had a hand in the dialogue, it's or anything like that. At the least, you have incredibly talented comedic actresses yes and so the material works yes um and so that's a real strength and a lot of his other movies don't have that and it's a it's it's a it's a uh, it's different when it's the women are saying it in a comedic way and it's a put-on personality when they say these Eli Roth things. That is mm-hmm. very different from in Hostel when it's a college dude bro saying these things and meaning them s- sincerely. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, when, when, or like her shitty friend in the Green Inferno that just says like, oh, that's gay or whatever, and she just comes off as a piece of shit. Like whoever the pop star person was that was in that movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Versus in this, Lorenza Izzo, queen of all heaven, as Genesis can can talk about she can be leading Eli Roth or Eli Roth she can be leading uh Keanu Reeves on you know she's trying to seduce him what's what's he do what's she doing showing up all wet in this house and talking about being a flight attendant and she's talking about fucking this guy and she says I caught him doing crunches in the mirror it was the gayest thing ever and like (laughs) because she is this clown queen playing this character you're absolutely right it works it works it shouldn't but they are so good <laughs> that yeah. it really does. It only works if Eli Roth is satirizing himself. And whether he's aware of the fact that he's satirizing himself, we don't know. <laughs> That's my biggest question is, does he know that? <laughs> right. But because of how he ended it, I feel like he might know. Yeah. So wait, maybe people haven't seen it. Oh! <laughs> It's oh, on, I think shit. it's on Netflix or something. This movie is available streaming somewhere. Please go watch Knock Knock. Like if you if you're spoiled, whatever, that's your business. But yeah. please go watch Knock Knock. It will bring you nothing but joy. It's a blast. Have a, some popcorn. Have a beer. It's yeah. a blast. And I think it. I think yeah. I remember uh, in the last few months I saw it in like the top ten on Netflix, and I was like. At a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Took my drink from my filing cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we have Keanu Reeves' Evan, right? And like I said earlier, he's a cool architect who used to be a DJ and lives in one of those (laughs) movie houses, you know, with all the glass and stuff. With his artist wife, she's kind of like a a Spanish uh, Chilulli. (laughs) 
she does glass stuff, it seems. All these weird, gaudy sculptures, etc., etc. Yeah, she big t- sculptures of strawberries that are awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's Father's Day weekend. She has an exhibition coming up. He's got work to do. She takes the two kids and fucks off to the beach for the weekend. Um, on a rainy night, he's doing his architecting. Uh, <laughs> being cool. <laughs> And there's there's a knock knock at the door. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee couldn't have said it better. <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> she explodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he opens the door, and there are two soaking wet, shivering uh, young ladies. Queens, absolute queens of the universe. It is <laughs> Genesis and Belle who say, "Hey, do you know where so and so lives? We're in the neighborhood. We can't find their house." He says no, uh, <laughs> and then invites them in because then now they need a ride. They're lost. Their phone is wet. They don't know where they are. Whatever's going on. He yeah, invites- they say this is literally saving our lives, and the other one says, "Yeah, we could get sick and die." <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, so they come in. He gives them bathrobes so they can put their clothes in the dryer for a little while while they wait for the longest Uber ever because he's out on the outskirts of, like, outside of Los Angeles, supposedly. It's Santiago, Chile, standing in for California. Yeah, Hollywood, Chile. Hollywood, Chile. Um, and so then they just start talking very openly about sex. And all of these things, and Evan is getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> and they sl- they seduce him over the course of, I don't know, the time it takes for their Uber to get there. The next thing you know, everyone's naked and doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, he wakes up, expects them to be gone, but instead, in a scene that uh, killed me and then resurrected me, they have destroyed his kitchen. <laughs> they are making food. The moment, look, I was into this movie. I was into it. But when I saw Lorenza Izzo chugging maple syrup directly from the bottle oh. the next morning. There's food on the walls. They're like eating out of the dog bowl. <laughs> like there is, they're laugh. Like he wakes up to the sounds of their cackles in the hall through echoing oh. down the hallway. And I think it's about 35, 40 minutes in, and that, I mean, that's when it, you are in love with them from the second you see them, but that's when this movie comes alive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's clear they are not going to leave. They're just going to make his life hell. Um, They have told him the night before that they were flight attendants. When he finally threatens to call the cops on them, they say, okay, go ahead and call the cops. We're only 15. Mm Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stall, stall, stall. Finally, he decides he's actually going to call the cops and get them out of the house. So they have him drop them off somewhere. Uh, that night, he's doing his architect thing. Again, they come back, <laughs> tie him up, and proceed to just kind of make his life living hell. In true Gaylord's fashion, through the cunning use of a game show segment. <laughs> Uh, Belle ends up, I guess, raping him. Uh, yeah. Right? He finally, he agrees to have sex with her. Like, because he thinks this will, to have sex with her again, because he thinks this will end it. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. 
if we do this, whatever. Uh, Genesis films the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. The game show, they threaten to kill him at dawn. They destroy all of his wife's artwork. <laughs> it's it's a delight. It's a pure delight. As they're destroying the art, he's like, what are you doing? And they go, it's called art. <laughs> Um, they bury him up to his neck and, uh, pretend they're going to kill him. They don't kill him. They reveal that they've been doing this to other men, that the men never say no to them. They thought maybe this guy would say no, but he didn't. Meanwhile, they have uploaded uh, the footage of him having sex with Belle up to, to his Facebook. His family returns home. The house is destroyed. His life is completely destroyed. And they take his adorable dog named Monkey and they leave. And they go on to the next as these uh, troll feminist (sighs) Avengers. Oh, my God. Absolute angels. (laughs) They really are. Absolute angels somewhere i can't even i i can't even find it in my notes because i wrote so many i just kept writing their lines because i just love every single single thing they say and do but somewhere in here i just said these are the feminist perfect queen troll monster angels that we need in this world (laughs) it's true watching them walk away with monkey walk away down that suburban Hollywood Chilean street and not get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Not die. That they just go on to live, laugh, and love. <laughs> That's the thing, is is like in 1977 they had to get run over. They had to pay the price for it. He had to be redeemed. In this version, there is no redemption for him. No. Um, they are free to do it again. They point all of his arguments of like, you seduced me. They're like, your family are the victims. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's just, it's everything you want to happen in these cautionary tales for men. Because the, the, the Clint Eastwood and Play Misty for me, they're always the hero. And the woman is always dead at the bottom of a cliff at the end. Yeah, I mean, it was funny when she got punched out that window. Oh, sure. <laughs> but it was sure. fucking shitty, yeah. But here, they get the cute dog, and they walk away, and they get to go do it again, as they've been yeah. doing. And Evan is fucking, he's exposed to his family. Mm-hmm. He's humiliated. He's publicly destroyed. And he's... To, to 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 physically, not just symbolically, but actually bring home the fact that he is complicit in his own destruction. They set that they plant that little phone in front of his uh, creep showed buried up to the into the dirt, you know, up to his neck <laughs> face. Yeah. And as he's watching all of his people say, like I love you see the live comments on his Father's Day post that they posted of the video of him um, and and Belle together. Mm-hmm. And you see people commenting like, unfriended, my kids can see this, and all that. And then he's trying to reach to hit delete, and instead he hits like. Yeah. And then his head goes up to the sky, and it's like Darth Vader when he found out Padme was dead. And he's just screaming in rage. And it's so beautiful. 
And again, you say, how did this movie happen? How did this movie happen at how all? How did this fucking happen? How did this happen in 2015 from Eli Roth? I have no... From the maker of Hostel. <laughs> from Green and Diarrhea it's himself. <laughs> how did this happen? I don't know, but I'm glad it did. Oh, my God. These fucking angel harpy queens. <laughs> I can't get enough of them. I want a franchise of just the continued adventures of Genesis and Belle. <laughs> they are a delight. They are so funny. It is two great comedic performances. They're brilliant. Um, it's I laugh out loud still. I've seen this movie several times, mm-hmm. and there are still moments when I laugh out loud. They the you notice on repeat watches like where the act. Like, you notice the tells of them acting and making fun of him right to his face. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. And he's just eating it up. Um, it's real good. There's before Belle... Uh, is it rape? It's rape. He, uh, he's coerced. It's, right? There's elements the of least. coercion. I think, I think it's supposed to just show how shitty he is, though, because... She appears dressed up. Maybe this is a reach and maybe this is wrong. I don't know, but I'm going, I'm going to just try to sum up how I see it. She is dressed up as his daughter. (laughs) She's wearing his daughter's panties. She has painted freckles on her face, like cartoon freckles on her face. And he's horrified at first. But then I think there's a part of him that was into it. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about because she does put on, she dresses up as his daughter and then she puts on the whole, it it makes it seem like we're seeing a window into her psyche when she's like, daddy, we used to have sex. Why don't you want to have sex with me? And it makes it seem as if she comes from a background where her father was raping her, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, that's in death game too. Right. That, that sequence, the whole sequence and, and with Genesis putting on the makeup, that whole sequence borrows more from Death Game. But I think what is a telling moment here is that I think while that was actually a motivation in Death Game, I think that was a character uh, background. Here, I think it's a put on because as she's like on top of him, Genesis leaves the room and says, hey, do you want anything to eat, Belle? And Belle just says, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> she goes to get some food. Yeah. like But Belle drops the act for a second and is like, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all an act. All of this, like, oh, my daddy used to rape me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, does that play into the whole, like, his good guy instincts are going to help heal her or something. That's true. Versus in Death Game, it's absolutely, look at these broken women. Right. We're not on the side of these broken women. One of them was raped as a child, and this is the only way she can process her trauma. Exactly. Even though they don't, they don't say that explicitly because it was the fucking 70s and made by a piece of shit dude. But like, and then the other one, uh, now has has developed because of her own trauma has developed this like predatory lesbian relationship with the that film's equivalent of Belle, right? Um, well, which also does not show up in here, even though I still read them as gay in this film. <laughs> at the least, Genesis is a big dyke. Like, there's no way around it. They bang. They banged they, at oh, the very yeah. least. There were a lot of shots during the threesome of them uh, interacting with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. 
Um, right, but I think what's happening in Knock Knock is that they're point. It feels like they're pointing out that trope and saying like, "No, she's not doing this because she's a broken woman. Because like she's doing this because you're a piece of shit." Yeah. Well, and it it's 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 supposed to further their acts, right? Of right. Of trying to convince him that they are the the they're these like underage crazy women. Right. Um, and that they are going to kill him in revenge when really it's just two gals having fun exposing misogyny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason they have taken on, we don't even need to know because actually we see so little of the real them except when they're just laughing and enjoying their lives. Um, they don't need a, a, a motive to do this. They're, they're, they're just vigilantes without a cause. It's very, uh, I think if it's close to any movie, it could be seen as, uh, in the same lineage as Hard Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's another one where it's like, I'm just an Avenger. I'm here to fuck you up. Yeah. I love Genesis and Belle. They do horrible things, but I love them. (laughs) Sure. This is, I feel like this is a smart movie in a dumb rapper. It's like a dumb, fun, funny, like very light kind of movie, but there's a lot of smartness uh, and wisdom about yeah. <laughs> about all of this bullshit bubbling right under the surface. Yeah, well, especially placing when you contextualize it and when place it in the chronology of these these films that are about this issue, these issues, like it, you really see where it where where it stands out, and the others actually fail. Even though this movie should be a piece of shit and should be more pulp right. than anything. Yes. But I think yeah. because it's so fear, because it has, maybe because of Eli Roth's pulpy whatever that he brings to his film, it, it slipped right past everyone and actually it succeeds in a way that none, none of the rest of his work has ever succeeded. Just bizarre. It's, uh, I love Knock Knock. I still love Knock Knock. That fever has not subsided. <laughs> no, watching this, it has been a year. It has been a goddamn year. It has been a fucking month. I've had a horrific crazy week that I'll maybe talk about one day. But watching Knock Knock, I was Valerie Solanus. Her spirit wrapped her arms around me and we laughed and laughed and laughed <laughs> together. <laughs> These women are everything. They are they are they're absolute trolls. I'm sure dudes watch this and they're like, "Oh, look at these terrifying women." There is a deleted ending, a deleted alternate ending that's on the Blu-ray. Um deleted. Which, deleted keyword in which Evan uh uses Monkey's dog chip to track them, like find my iPhone. He finds them and he shows up with gloves and knocks on the door of the house of the, the current man that they're torturing. <laughs> and that's where it ends. And it's like, oh, is this I mean, in that ending, Evan's still the villain. Um, but it's like, oh, in that ending, maybe some dude bros would get their sense of vengeance. Oh, these women are gonna get theirs or whatever. But that was, like you said, deleted. It was taken out. And it's also not definitive. They could still, they outsmarted him at every turn in this movie. Every time he thought like the gun and the vase and all of this, they fucking outsmarted. That's another thing I love about it is like somehow also the tables are never turned. Like a lot, a lot of times in these movies, it'll be the, you know, the women have the upper hand and then he punches her and knocks her out or something. Like he never, ever has the upper hand with these two. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's 
they're off doing they're off <laughs> making art because these women are artists <laughs> i do i literally see them as artists i think it's fascinating um that you see you see these two depictions of artists in this world it, I, I i really am gonna go there you see evan's wife's wife is the artist right she's the gallery artist she has her catalog coming out her big exhibition i'm not trying to say she's shitty i mean her art in this movie sucks and the, i love when the women call it out um but she is this established artist meanwhile you have what at the end of this movie as as you know eli roth saw fight club so the movie ends with the pixies where is my mind playing like you see <laughs> The camera goes through the house and they have created like a Meow Wolf installation assemblage experience (laughs) out of this house. (laughs) Every surface has been imprinted by Genesis and Belle. They have left their trace everywhere. Which also is hilarious because they're not, you think they'd be concerned about evidence. Right. But they have literally left an art piece calling card. (laughs) Like, they, the, Every family photo is is written on and drawn on. There's panties and the air plants. There's the the walls say "Daddy has AIDS now" and my pussy's wet for daddy. Like it's just. <laughs> and then the big the bane the painting that says what does it say? Art does not exist. Yes, art does not exist. Like they are these are the gorilla girls, man. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm fully sold on the fact that Genesis and Belle are these like DIY punk feminist gorilla girl street art terror artists. Um and I love them. <laughs> why else? If there was not self-awareness, why else would Genesis write in the canvas art does not exist and then sign it? Like mm-hmm. it's a piece of art, right? There's a, I mean, maybe we're reading in too much here. Is there a moment in my notes where I said, is this somehow weirdly in line with like Beckett or UNESCO? Like, (laughs) maybe I'm reading in too much. The art dealer shows up who was also um, the first guy to get cooked and eaten in the Green Inferno. He shows up in there and he's coming to get the sculpture, which is supposed to be nicely packaged to be shipped over to the exhibition. And they're they're just destroying it, covering it in paint, <laughs> chipping away at it. And, and then he is freaking out. He's screaming, you crazy bitches! Because that's all the men in this movie are capable of saying, which is also funny and telling. He starts to... He has an art-induced, art-assault-induced panic attack as they're destroying the art. He drops his inhaler. They're tossing it back and forth. He is choking. They're laughing. He falls and hits his head and dies. They just start cackling hysterically. Uh, Evan is like, you killed him! You killed him! <laughs> Genesis says, no, your wife killed him with her shitty sculpture. <laughs> and then Belle says, yeah, maybe she should stick to painting. <laughs> they, this is full on. They are critiquing the art world. They're critiquing the patriarchal structure of the art world and, and, and gallery systems. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> They're perfect. They're perfect. The game show, man. Like, uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I love the game show. First of all, Keanu's performance is atrocious. Some of the worst, <laughs> some of the worst acting I've seen in some time. Uh, yeah. But honestly, though, it's really hard for me to. Lorenzo Izzo looks really good during the game show. No. Segment. That- that's why I brought it up. Have two people ever been hotter 
Yeah. <laughs> they go for the butch femme thing. She puts on his clothes. She's got the the you know business look with the tie and the shirt and all of this. Oh. Belle puts on the short sparkly dress. Butch femme vibes. And I am just like, this is a perfect movie. <laughs> Belle is full on Vanna. She is doing her best Vanna, like Cuban Vanna White. And then and, and Genesis in that I knew I could just I could hear you from the other side of the manor. <laughs> like just the, that disheveled tux and that like that smoky eye, but like it, it smoky temple forehead. It just went that makeup went everywhere. And she they're fucking hot. Oh my god. <laughs> It's, as they torture him. It's so good. It's so good. It's <laughs> it's so good. When they just start destroying everything in the house, those extended sequences of them just experiencing unbridled feminist destructive joy. Like full on. The shrieking while they do it is so good. The shrieking. The, the dinosaur arms as they stomp on the kids' model town. The, <laughs> the, the screaming and the laughing. It is just, we don't get to see women have joy. Right. <laughs> and we get it in spades here. It's incredible. I just love them. I can't stop saying how much I love them. Them destroying everything and mocking Evan and putting on the headphones and saying, I love the sound of vinyl. I'm Evan. Look at me. I'm a DJ just like Evan. (laughs) Like they just make fun of him through the whole thing. And it's such a delight. They make fun of him. They cover the poor dead art dealer. (laughs) They cover him in paper mache (laughs) because they're fucking artists. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? All I have to say is I am so glad that Lorenza Izzo is lezzing out because it brought me to this film. (laughs) I mean, on top of the fact that I'm just glad she's lezzing out. Like I said, every time a woman lezzes out, I get my wings. But like, you know, it led me to this movie that I probably, if she had not popped up on my radar, I would not have watched this movie. Yeah, right. Stacy, an angel comes to visit you in 2015. It could be an egg. An egg angel shows up (laughs) and says, Stacy, I have prediction for for you from the future. In 2021, Donald Trump will have been president. You will love K-pop and the Eli Roth film, Knock Knock. I mean... I, I would have been incredulous, to say the least. But my first question would say, okay, about the, the movie and about the K-pop. How many lesbians are we talking about? Because then it will all check out, honestly. And then it all clicks into place, right? It all, I mean, my first question is always, are they gay? And then, you know, then we see where Th- we go from there. Is this not an argument for more lesbians? <laughs> I mean, there's no arguments against it, right? Let go and let Les, man. (laughs) The world is better for it. Live, laugh, Les out. Live, laugh, Les. (laughs) (laughs) This is my gay agenda, okay? If they're not gay on screen, they need to be gay behind the scenes. This is... Thank you. That's all I ask. I'm allowed to say it. This is a queer horror feminist podcast. This is my safe space 
to say I want everybody to be gay. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we did this episode. We did it. We did it. We didn't even get to Colleen Camp's cameo as she's screaming about the conference in Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just another reason that if you still have not watched this film, this is our, our moment of the, the PBS pledge drive. Please give back and watch. Give back to yourself. Watch Knock Knock. You have nothing to lose. Eat an egg. Enjoy Knock Knock. Be gay. Thank you. And with all... All of this harpy love cackled out of us. Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? No. Um. <laughs> oh, oh. Gotcha. You're just like those knock-knock gals. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'll play your little twisted game jigsaw. <laughs> I'll place my head on the chopping block and choose from one of three categories that consists of five questions each. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Give me only ten seconds to answer each question. Guess what, bitch? I have a lifeline. I can cry out, I want the wig. Because you know what'll happen then, Jigsaw? Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. Have you heard of it? Well, her stupid-looking straw wig will manifest upon my head, and I will have ten more seconds, okay, to answer that question. Sure, if I answer incorrectly or time runs out, our non-binary executioner, the headslay, will chop my head off and I'll die. Do you think I care? No! You could have just said yes. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> I could have, but now everybody knows the twisted game. So you're Shawnee Smith herself. Look at you. I wish. <laughs> that was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. You deserve that Oscar that Emerald Fennel got for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was an excerpt from my one woman show. Twisted Games and Diarrhea, the Stacey Bonner story. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Stacy asks first. Really? You said you were going to stop. Okay, first I like that we asked our chopping block computer which answered. <laughs> Stacy asks first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Skynet has the answers. <laughs> We do record this show through Skynet. It's very yeah. important to be aware of that. <laughs> oh, right. I'm excited. Yeah. I Oh, so I asked first. Okay. Sure. <laughs> just, oh, you just heard what computer it, Yeah, it actually just registered what it meant. Okay. Well, congratulations. I ask you questions from one of three categories that oh. you will choose from. Two of these categories today are new. Mm. One is old. Vintage. One is vintage. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, Anthony. I don't know why I'm so confrontational. <laughs> it's that Shawnee Smith energy. You're all worked out. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Oh, okay. Well, your first category is a new category. And this category is called 
Genesis. Okay. <gasps> and in this category, uh, this category is all about stupid horror movie character names. Um, I tell you the actress. <gasps> it's all women. Actress and the character name. You tell me the movie. Ooh. This was actually really hard for me to come up with. I, I thought of the category and thought of one right away. But then I went looking, oh. and it was actually much more difficult. Maybe I just, my Google power wasn't tip-top. Anyway, my internet fingers were faulty. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. That's why uh, you can't buy them refurbished. <laughs> <laughs> Category two is old. Category two is called, oh, I'll get you for this. <laughs> uh, and in this this category is all about movies that center on revenge. Oh. I describe a revenge-flavored horror movie. You tell me the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. And category three is also new. And it's called Gals Being Pals. Oh. Oh. Uh, and this, I... Name uh, a lesbian couple in a movie, and you tell me the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, we have Genesis. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'll get you for this. And gals being pals. These are all delicious categories, but you know, I I just want to know what there could possibly be. I have to go for Genesis. Okay. I think you'll get these. I give you the actress and the character name, and then you tell me the movie. I gave you the easy, of the three parts of this whole thing, you have the easiest part. The easy of the threesy. Easy of the threesy. Oh. Incredible. Okay. Incredible. Okay, Okay, you'll get these, I swear. Okay. You'll at least get the first one. So easy. (laughs) Is it Genesis? Okay. All right. Uh, so, movie number one. Okay. Okay. Oh, fuck. It's happening. Oh, this always it's happens. Happening. These are so easy breezy. Beautiful. All right. All right. Question one. Sarah Michelle Gellar as he- Helen Shivers. I know what you did last summer. Ah, see. Ding, ding, ding. You got that one. Helen Shivers. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she must be afraid or cold. <laughs> Noun, verb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question two. See, you got one. No humiliation today. On to question two. Rachel Howard as Chili. Oh, oh, God damn it! I want the wig. Um, Chili. Oh, shit, she's in, um, she's in, um, um, she's in, um, Friday 13th Part 3. Yes, Nick Oh, thing. thank God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I was about to lose my street cred. Question three. Easy sailing from here on out, I think. Here we go. Question three. Asia Argento as Slack. (laughs) Land of the Dead, please. Yes, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Can you believe that John Leguizamo's character in that that movie is named Cholo? That's just amazing. And they both agreed to do that film. Sure did. Okay. <laughs> hey, my character's name is Slack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, question four. 
Athena Carcanus as Tomboy. What the fuck? <laughs> this is easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Um, I'm dead. <laughs> I thought you knew that one. That is from, of course, Survival of the Dead. Tomboy is the lesbian who masturbates out in front of everybody. <laughs> the, of the, the Cowboy Looney Tunes one? The Cowboy Looney Tunes one. She's one of the army people. How could I forget this formative female character? <laughs> Tomboy. I feel like I've mentioned her on this show before because her name is Tomboy and she just masturbates openly because she's a she lesbian. Does. I don't remember that at all. I just remember the zombies falling off the roof. <laughs> Maybe it was a dream. I don't oh think it was a dream God. that I had. I That's know she was so a lesbian funny. and her name was Tomboy and she masturbates. Okay. George That's Romero. So that was her that was her character breakdown in the script. <laughs> her name is Tomboy and she masturbates. Okay. Wow. Well, you died, well, but you it was a good effort. You got chilly. That was very impressive. I got chilly. I would have felt like such a low pud if I had not gotten chilly. I love chilly, man. I love chilly. <laughs> I love chilly. chilly. I do. I love chili. <laughs> I love the Amy's Bowl mac chili mac where they combine the mac and cheese with the chili. It's very decadent. But I also love her in the film. Oh, you meant. Oh, about. I see. I thought we were talking about our stoner icon but you were talking about the food I well i was talking about both i'm saying props to both okay that's fair is it chili just because it kind of is like cheech and chong adjacent because they were sort of i think ch- so and they're like oh chili <laughs> chuck and chili i think yeah. so <laughs> like, love popcorn Ooh. <laughs> God, part three is so good. It's so good. Honestly, I mean, that's the chopping block question for the ages is which is better, part two or part three? Kill me now. Don't make me choose. Impossible. Impossible to say, right? It really is. Um, Okay. Well, they're they're both perfect, but for completely different reasons. So it's a little apples and oranges to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very true. You know? Yeah. Two totally different final girls. Yeah. Both perfect. Yes. Totally different tones. Both perfect. Exactly. She has the little Volkswagen. She has the van with the sticker. (laughs) Both perfect. That's right. What does Um, she love? That was one of the very first chopping block questions I asked you. According to the bumper sticker uh on Chris Higgins' van, what does she love? Do you notice how I just said the sticker and I didn't say what Tick. was on the sticker? Tick. It, horses? Tick. Skiing! Skiing! God damn it! <laughs> Skiing. You've learned nothing during this chopping block. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> this experiment has been a failure! I love this, like, hopped-up mad scientist MK Ultra administer Stacy <laughs> on this shopping block. Like, she is such a dom. <laughs> Genesis has inspired me. She has. You got that smoky eye. You got your disheveled tux. <laughs> With a lab coat over it. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> a lab coat makes everything better. Lab coat and clipboard. Mm-hmm. And a high ponytail. Um... Mm-hmm. 
with all that said, Stacey, are you ready for some categories? I am. I feel like I'm going to clean up today. I think you will. Luckily, you've got a protective lab coat to assist with that. Um, you have three old categories. Oh, how up. exciting. Okay. I am having a thrift shop sale, and we are saying, these must go. <laughs> these are the price tags. That this is this is old. They're past their expiration date. Uh, you mentioned gal pals in one of your categories, and I got a gaggle of gal pals reduk. <laughs> in which uh, this is the, you know, I name a group of gal pals in a film. Multiple. This is a whole group of women. You tell me what movie they're from. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's a, a refreshed category because I think last time you you, you got hung up on a vending machine named Trish. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Your next category, uh, returning category, is Fatal Obsession. Ooh. And this is all about erotic thrillers um, most of the time these are name the movie but there there are some some variants there and your third and final category coming back from the past again is I'm no lady I'm an anthropologist uh, yeah, in yeah, which yeah, 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 yeah. I name a working queen in a horror film and all you gotta do is tell me what her profession is and I'm pretty sure you know all of these professions uh, so your categories once again I'm no lady I'm an anthropologist Fatal Obsession or a gaggle of gal pals. Read uh, You know, this is difficult for me because I'm so drawn to the gaggles of gal pals, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> and yet, last time I failed miserably, and sure, it's because I was focused on the vending machine from the Resident Evil uh, <laughs> Revelations game. <laughs> sure. But now, if Trish... But now I don't have, like, now it's almost the stakes are higher because it's like, well, last time your brain was broken, but now your brain should be fine. So what if I also fail, you see? What? I mean, I have, we have focused, me and my crack team of, of chopping block scientists, focus testers, we have gone in and analyzed and made sure there is no Trish in here anywhere. <laughs> and right. Yet, so I, if I fail... I could say, like, Susie, you know, and what if you see the vending machine anyway? That's true. Oh, this is the MK Ultra kicking in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but then also, I don't think I'm going to do well. But you know what? I, this is, I'm sweeping this category out the door. I've been afraid of it every time you bring it up. Woman doctor. What's that? <laughs> Well, Stacy just made her own category. <laughs> so That's you're going for category three, woman doctor, or I'm no lady, I'm an anthropologist. <laughs> yep. I'm going to fail. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's find out here. Because uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name the work in queen, in which case I name both the character, the actress who portrayed her, and the film in which we're referencing. <laughs> okay. I give you everything except the answer. You just have to tell me what her profession is as that oh. character in that film. Oh. All right. Okay. 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 All I right. think you're going to get this. I think you're going to get this. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Ready. Here we go. Working, working woman doctor or I'm no lady, I'm an anthropologist. <laughs> Question one. 
Mary Riggs, a.k.a. Linda Day George, in pieces. Oh, she's a former tennis professional gone, uh, a police officer who is posing as a tennis professional. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) You had one and a half seconds left to complete your answer. Well, I figured you probably would have just accepted Undercover Cop, but she has such a... uh, That's the thing. Intricate history that I, f- I cannot talk about Mary Riggs without relaying her entire history because it's so specific. It, her resume is a gift that keeps on giving. My God, Linda Day George. I love pieces. I love Linda Day George. I love Mary Riggs. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You ready for question two? I'm ready. Okay. Trish Vandeveer, what? AKA, AKA, <laughs> gotcha. Just bear with me. <laughs> Trish Vandeveer, as portrayed by Claire Norman in The Changeling. Oh, fuck off. Uh, um, oh, she, oh, my God, she works in an office. <laughs> instructing vending machine who works in an office on a dilapidated cruise ship. Is she a realtor? A librarian. One of those. Stacy actually put meet those things in the middle. She's she's sort of a librarian and a realtor, but combined, she's she's an agent of the Historical Society. Oh, yeah. She checks up on the house because she works at the Historical Society. Does she have an office? She does have an office, I'm sure. Okay, I still won. (laughs) You know what? Just for that, we're going to keep going because I think... Last week, I screamed out The Shining, thinking I was asked the question of the movie, but I didn't understand it was the hotel. (laughs) And, you know, that did deserve death. But the effort that you put in to trying to answer this question. Also, being thrown the Trish gauntlet off the top. (laughs) Yes, we're we're taking into account the Trish handicap here. Devious. We are are continuing to move forward. This is very unprecedented here on the chopping block. No, it's not. We are moving on to question three because technically, yes, she worked at an office. (laughs) What's your job? I work in an office. (laughs) Well, all right, Stacy. <laughs> Question three. You ready? <laughs> sure. Question three. Kathy, aka Christine Moore, in a little film called Lurleens or Lurkers. Oh! 
No, I don't know. Do I? She isn't a... <laughs> is she one of the lesbians who has the hot water bottle? <laughs> She did walk in on the lesbians that had the hot water bottle. But the correct answer was cellist. Oh, she was a cellist. Sure. If I had more than 10 seconds. <laughs> if only you had asked for a wig. Even, I need more than two times 10. I needed, I needed, I needed more time. More time. <laughs> more time than two times 10, you say? <laughs> yep. Yep. Holy shit. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that the chopping block is good for me. <laughs> I think it's good for the rest of us. And the pressure. The pressure of the clock. The pressure of the clock. And then, like, my oh. unle- uh, my brain. Wow. Yeah, some of those are cha- those were challenging actually i have to say those were they were challenging those were a little more challenging than i remembered when i wrote them months and months ago yeah <laughs> yeah well and the brain just even if you absolutely know the answer unless it comes out of your mouth within one second your brain just starts to play tricks yeah yeah, would I, if asked, would I know in 10 seconds that Trish Vandeveer was a, a, a historical society agent? Maybe. I mean, even though that's her role and that's why she's in the movie, is to check on the house. But yeah. <laughs> would I remember that in 10 seconds, listeners? You tell us You tell us the answers when we get wrong. You tell me the answers when I get them wrong in my Facebook messages. But, but could yeah, you... turn on your metronome. Yeah. Yeah, try, try at home. Try at home when you know when you know other people are listening and saying you're stupid you're stupid <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at us yeah they're all gonna laugh just, at us it's just Piper Laurie is that in that bird voice looping just, through my head mm-hmm oh wow well another flop another flop <laughs> but a great film today yes go watch Knock Knock um. I'm so bad at the end of this show. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time! Ha, ha, ha.